Hi, this is Insepit, and you're listening to the Cashers Corner Podcast. Corner. Uh, your host, Zor. Reverend Slippery. And our special guest this month is Insepid. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's been, well, it's actually been right around a month since we did our last one. Yep. We're actually on, on time this time. And uh, so we've got a little bit to, uh, to talk about, a few things have come up. So the first piece of news, which is a uh, it was kind of a, a big thing for Groundspeak is they released their uh, replacement for virtual caches called Challenges, and they have been uh, receiving mixed reviews. So that's going to be one of our, uh, our month's topics this uh, month. We'll uh, get into the details of that a little bit later. Uh, but outside of the, the Challenges, the only other thing I had on the news for this month anyway was that the ACGA coins are now available for pre-order. Yeah, they so, were available to members only for a week or two, and then now they're gone to anybody who wants to buy them yep. can buy them. Yeah, you can go to phdcoins.ca and uh, pick up for do your pre-order there. I pre-ordered mine. Um, I like them. I think they're uh, it's they're different. Cool. I like them too. I, that's the one I voted for. Is it? Yeah, when I was voting so. I like it. There was a lot of discussion amongst the executive about it. Oh, was there? there? Some slight changes made. Some people wanted the back to when all four pieces went together to make a logo. Oh, okay. And then somebody said, if you only somebody only buys one, then it looks out of place. So make them all the same, and it actually kind of looks all right when you look at it all together. So cool. cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting mine someday. Yeah. Do we know when they'll actually be shipped? No, I don't. I paid for it. <laughs> well, no, actually, they're supposed to be available for the 11, 11, 11 event. He's going to have them. Oh, okay. He's going to have them. Uh, the fellow who owns Pale Horse. Pale Horse Designs. Oh, that's what the PHP is? That's the plan is, is he's going to have them for the um, that event, and anybody who's not okay. going to the event, he will mail. Okay. So I'm getting mine in the mail, so they may come a little earlier. I don't know. That would be nice. Something else we can add to news. In uh, separate, I mentioned it earlier. Maybe have a quick little talk about GSAC 8, which is new. Yes, yes. A uh, new GSAC, which is uh, very nice, and the fact that it uses the new GroundSpeak API um, so we'll uh, we'll have a little discussion about that in our month's topics. I actually had GPS software and geocaching software listed here, and I don't know what the hell happened to it because it was in there as a topic, and must have just I must have taken it out for some reason. So, um, any other news that we have, boys? Anything that uh, comes to mind in the last month in the world of geocaching? No, there's things I see further down that I want to talk about on the list. So no. I'm right. happy with that. We, right. we went long last time. Yeah, we did. It was like an hour and a half, I think. Um, so recent events and caches, um, well, you know, typical breakfast events have been going on. That's those are that's nothing new. That's the same as always. Um, August we had the Moncton's Race for Cash, to, uh, 2011. Um, the event went over really well. We had just right around 140 people in total. That included volunteers, racers, and people that just came to the uh, the barbecue at the end. I know some people didn't want yeah. to didn't want to do the race, but they wanted the smiley anyway, so they came to that. Um, 
went over really, really well. People were really, really happy with it. We had some uh, some interesting tasks this year. The the uh, eyeball soup of people getting their hands in the spaghetti, which really reeked by the end of the day. A uh, lot of comments on the uh, the pixel board at Moncton Honda. That was a that was another fan yeah. favorite. People like that. That was probably my favorite to date. I know Nemo was really excited. He loved, yes, he loved his his task, his mission. And actually, yesterday, Nemo and I launched his TV oh, okay. of the Nemo key that he had sitting on the table. Okay, cool. We launched that TV yesterday when we tackled uh, one of Paul's Lord of the Rings cats. Okay, okay, So cool. it's out there for someone to get. Nice, nice. Yeah, Nemo had to sit at Champlain Place, and the, the task was finding Nemo, and they had to figure out that, uh, well, Maurice, Nemo, Nemo Die Die, was sitting at a table with a... Uh, a little Nemo key, like an actual uncut key sitting on the table that had the Nemo from Finding Nemo on it. And, uh, yeah, he he, yeah, he really seemed to enjoy that uh, that task. So My wife still has a scar. Does she? Know, oh, from burning her? I burnt her with a spatula. <laughs> I turned around, I was flipping burgers, and she walked right into it. So it wasn't my fault, and it burnt her arm. But thankfully, uh, one of the gentlemen from PEI, who was, yes. I believe, a paramedic, Took her over to his vehicle. He had some stuff to treat it, and she said it was perfect. But she Ooh. still has a small scar on her arm as a memory wow. memento. <laughs> a memento of a twenty-eleven cast. Yes. Uh, Gominanas won the uh, won the race this year, and Team Wonderlusters with Heath Tree. It's the third <laughs> year in a row he's claimed the uh, the first to finish. I have no idea how he managed to pull that off, given that the team right behind him actually got the fast forward, so they actually got to skip the task, which sent you way out to Dover Park in Dieppe. I know, they skipped the longest <laughs> task of all. So how how he pulled that off, I don't know, but it, it was very, uh, and it very was, nicely it done. Was, it was interesting, too. The last team, the team that came in, almost everybody was back, and they had come in yeah. to me. I opened up all the things I had, and it was a fast forward left and gave it to them. <laughs> nice. So... Uh, yeah, we announced August 11th, 2012, which is next year, will be the fifth and possibly last uh, year of the race. I, uh, I personally am kind of, I'm still on the fence about it, but I think the, the likelihood of it being the last year for the race will probably uh, come to fruition. Just, I don't want it to turn into, some, into something that's, you know, boring, you know, the same thing every time, that kind of thing. I know that it, it's a little bit different every year, but I... I have some really big ideas for next year, and I wouldn't want to just, you know, wouldn't want that to overshadow anything down the road. So we'll see. I'll, 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 I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, but one thing I did mention was the fact that uh, for the fifth year anniversary of the race, I am going to get a, a geocoin made. So anybody that uh, attends or registers a team has the option to uh, to get a geocoin for uh, the fifth year. You could check with uh, Pale Horse Designs, too. He might be able to help you out. He's pretty yeah. good at that stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, um, other events that I, I, I mentioned, or I saw, uh, they had the geocaching for geocache at the Irving Nature Park. Uh, yeah, the, I, the major family's been yeah, doing that a couple of years. Which I, you know, they've been doing it actually since the last four years. This was their fourth year as well. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and I have yet to be able to go to it. I wanted to go to this one, yeah. but we had a family, uh, a family event going on that day, so I missed that. I would really like to try it out. Um, the corn boils went well. Yes, corn boils. Corn boils. And yeah, they had a couple corn boils. They had fun on them. Um, and I think that's that's it in the world of events in the last month or so. Yeah, there was a big push on events for a little while. Now they've slowed down a bit. Yeah, we're we're coming but out of I summer. I just noticed that three, six more breakfasts got published in the last couple <laughs> of days, um, and it was actually complaints 
How could somebody log an event before it happened, but people are logging the wrong ones again? <laughs> um, and as far as new caches, um, we have our obligatory, obligatory mention of Grey Beast, who is still yeah. hiding like crazy. Uh, I saw actually Heat Tree had a whole bunch of new ones out. It said five came out, which is just in time. I was running out. <laughs> um, Paul Stacy's got his Lord of the Rings. Did he? He really did. He pushed, published a cache after. That but, hike for... But, yeah, but hike for Johnny Cash? Yeah. one in behind there. He did do one there? I, that's that's the I one Nemo and I got yesterday. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay, so you went out and got it? Yep. How bad was the uh, the hike? <laughs> Depends how you tackle it. <laughs> if you come in from the power lines, it's very long and wet. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. But if you have a special way, a portal that we use <laughs> to get into the middle of the marsh, I probably had about 20 feet of walking through soggy moss. Really? Yeah. Nice. So it was too bad. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, it was. We were twenty minutes in and out. Oh, were you? Yeah. So there's, a, there's an alternate. There's way an to alternate route to get ah, into it. Now, okay. I've spilled the beans, but anybody could figure it out if they know how to use a map. <laughs> so. All right. I'll keep that in mind because I I was thinking about the fact that they yeah. have cash. And you can get to within probably five hundred meters, six hundred meters of it in a car. Really? You can get even closer if you have a truck. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um, and last thing was just a couple of other people I noticed hit some caches. Cable Guy, Mud in the Face, YNDS. I saw a Critter, Critter's got a new one on an island in Silver Lake. Nemo and I got first fire on that one as well. Okay. We have to paddle out to it. You can walk out in the winter, I'm sure. Yeah. But we paddled out in the canoe and got it. Nice. It's a rated a 5.5. Five. Is it really? Yeah. It's not what I would consider a 5.5, five, but... Um, Technically, it's on an island. You need special equipment. It was very well hidden. So, it can go there. Cool. The way I look at it is if you can make a cache harder, you can't make it a 5-5. Five five. Yeah, I suppose that's... And a cache, any cache could be harder. So, I'd be hard-pressed to hide a 5-5. Five five. <laughs> um, any other events and caches you guys think of? I know Paul's got more Lord of the Rings coming out and challenges and... You know, Sackville Psycho Series. Yes, his Psycho Series with Pole Vault. So I think there's still a few more to come out. Okay. So on our topics, why don't we start with the the uh, GSAC, since you guys are all horny to, uh, to talk about GSAC, the new version of GSAC, which has the, uh, the API. Except it's really happy for it. <laughs> a lot more than I am. I do a one-pocket query every two weeks if I think I need to do one. But uh, it, it is very nice. So, so... Have you had Still a chance beans. to play with it? You haven't said much yet. Well, <laughs> I, I really love it for the for being able to keep uh, the database up to date. Yeah. Um, especially the, the API uh, where I have my son's account, since he doesn't run pocket queries, my own account, so I can run uh, you know uh, five, five pocket queries from each account of okay. 1,000 caches apiece. That's 10,000 caches. Yeah. Each account can also do 6,000 cache updates oh, okay. using the API, so that's another 12,000. So I can do I can do basically 22,000 caches a day. Wow. And when you keep, if you're stupid like me and keep North America up to date as much <laughs> as possible, I mean, that's uh, over double. The, uh, the new uh, API for status update even, there's no limit on that. Oh, really? Uh, so if you're going out for a day in PEI, but you didn't get a chance to do a pocket query, you're not going to have time? Click on the status. It checks all the caches in your database, and will tell you if now they're disabled or. Uh, oh, archived. really? So, so that's a so if you have an existing database, 
you know, it can just, you, you don't have a limit on? No, there's, once in a while I'll see it, it'll say uh, number per minute has been exceeded. And it'll pause for a couple seconds and then keep going. <laughs> and for you know, about 2,000 caches that I have left to do now in PEI, thank you to the Confederation Trail, <laughs> uh, that'll take about seven minutes to update. Really? And it just, it'll come back and all the ones that are archived, it'll have the regular symbols through them, the line wow. through them. And On a side note, I just noticed today, there's a new puzzle series in PEI just out from Cavendish in the water that spells PEI, and they're all puzzles. Oh, oh really? Under P, E, and I, and it just came out, and it's a puzzle series. Wow. So there's a bunch of puzzles over there now to do. Oh, <laughs> very recent, and it spells P-E-I. Sidetracked you there for a second. <laughs> but you with that big uh, database for all North America, that's your, like, lotto winning plans, right? Oh, yeah. You can <laughs> go, you go right to Atlantic Lotto, then right to the airport, and you're good to go. 14 million bucks tonight. I'll see you all tomorrow there at Atlantic Lotto. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, then back to Vegas. Back to Vegas. <laughs> so, basically, what what are the kinds of things you can do? So, obviously, you can, you can download... If you had an empty database, you could download 6,000 caches from anywhere, or how does that, how does that work, I guess? Uh, well, there's a couple different under the API. There's yeah. several different selections. Okay. Uh, you, can, for your, you can put in a coordinates and tell it to find all the caches around there. Oh, okay. And bring them in. And you can filter that as well. And you can filter it. Okay. Uh, you can uh, try and make this. There's the status update. I haven't even tried them all yet because I just love the ones I've done. Yeah. And uh, you can do your status update. You can do your regular pocket queries, which the GSAC will now go right into your account, yeah. allow you to select which ones to download, and you it, you just click on the ones you want downloaded, downloads them, puts them right in the database. There's no more uh, get pocket queries on the GC site, download um, them to your computer, then drag tell GSAC So now you don't need them on them. your computer anymore. Yeah. You don't have to download pocket queries anymore. GC will just go and get oh, it. Oh, so like the, the, the downloading of the zip file and all it that. It goes and gets the zip and, and unzips it for you. They just yeah. show up. All you do, you go in, you help get retrieve pocket queries. It brings up the list of the available ones. The ones you've already downloaded are in yellow. The other ones, the ones you haven't, are clear. Click on the ones you want. And I forget what it You click get or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the next yeah. thing you touch it is when you're saying okay that it's done. And it's much faster to download a pocket query than it is to get caches. Yeah. Because if you say go get me 2,000 caches around Moncton, and you can filter on anything, just like GSAC can filter. Okay. You only want it from you know traditionals or this type or whatever, but that's slow. Yeah, is it's, it? It's a lot slow. If you download 2,000 caches, it might take about 10 minutes, but your okay. pocket query would be down in seconds. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're 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 better off to have the pocket queries. So could you, could you... For a mere mortal like you and I, <laughs> yes, but for Jeff, he, he likes them both, because then he can get all his 22,000. But you can still have, I mean, because you can have 40 pocket queries, so you could, you could create a whole crap load of them that are... are well, you're five, your, you're five a day. You're five a day, and then yeah. so that within your seven, you'd end up with, what, 35, 35 total you could get during a week, and you download that, and then... Once you have those, you can do the status updates. Yeah. You could, I mean, if you have those, it's not really. You'd only be running the pocket queries again to get new ones. So. Yeah. So, wow. So and the pocket queries come down. You said really, really, really fast. Pocket queries are much quicker. Wow. For someone like I said, someone that does a pocket query every two weeks. Jeez. Yeah. 
So it's, it's, it's really nice. Mm. I do like it. Well, at least it's nice to see that while well, the, the top-of-the-line geocaching software, the one everybody uses, can actually hit the database directly now. That's, yeah. that's pretty oh, nice. Free. And if they could make a GSAC mobile, an app for GSAC. Oh, yeah. For the iPhone and the Android, that would be sweet. Can you imagine, imagine that? Imagine being able to use your tablet, your, your iPad, with GSAC on it. Yeah, that would be really nice. GSAC 8 running on a tablet with Wi-Fi, and you never need anything else. Yeah, because I can't log... I can't... Is there a USB out on your... No, the, iPad, the iPads don't have any kind of USB out. The tablets but do. You, but you could... You probably could do something like... Uh, could you do a Bluetooth send or something? Maybe. I don't... I. I the, the, to be determined, I guess. If it, if it ever comes out, they don't make an <laughs> app, that's when you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. I know the Android apps have, uh, tablets have USB. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking. Yeah. I could do a pocket query to my tablet and over to my... my and then, yeah, transfer the... To, to, the, to my Garmin. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. else about GCAC? Anything else? It's still beta. Well, that's, that's I'm still playing with it. There's yeah. so many things. Yeah. yeah. Just what blew my mind was this whole API thing. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I also heard they say, now, I don't know if you would know or not, but that when it goes final, you'll have to buy it again if you're already a registered user. I believe they said that yeah. you'll have to pay for it again. Yeah. And I mean, for that alone. Well, for 20 bucks. The well, 20 bucks. I who's mean, not going to buy it? it yeah, exactly. Well, I, mean, I mean, how many, I think the, the original registration fee is like 20 or $25. I mean, what it's was nothing. It's I remember when I started geocaching, and there was something I paid $9 for. I can't remember what it was. I thought it was GSAC. Easy GPS? Oh, no, that was the one for the... Uh, the I had it on my Zaire... Cashmate? Cash Cashmate was not... Yes, yes. Cashmate is what I paid nine bucks for. Cashmate was a nice app. It for was. For, for what it was. For, for what it was and what it did, it was... I used to use... When I had my Garmin Legend, that's what I used to get hints and all that before I figured out some tricks with my GPS. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... There goes my phone. <laughs> Always, always. That didn't sound like the... the no, that's just a message. I must have something to do tonight. <laughs> Maybe that's reminding you to be here? No, something else. <laughs> that I'm not at. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, well, that's 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 cool to, to know then. I mean, so, yeah, we were talking about having to pay again, so, I mean, some people might gripe at that, but, I mean, think about it. If you're... How many times do you... How many times for the amount of time you've been geocaching you use GSAC? I mean, you use it for everything. And he's only charging... 10, 15, 20, 25 dollars. I'm like, using it for five years, so it's four bucks a year. Yeah, how is that a, a high price? Because I remember going to one of the breakfasts and someone was griping about the fact that they didn't want to pay the 25 dollars for a copy of GSAC, so they went out and bought a brand new GPS so they could have paperless caching. And I, I, I'm scratching my head thinking, $25, brand new GPS, you know, like how... how There's only one thing I regret <laughs> buying for geocaching. The geocaching app. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste of Geo $10 that was. Cause it I, was. I don't use it. I bought my Android phone. The first app I put yeah. on it, first app I bought was the geocaching.com app, and I never use it. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, on, a, on a, another quick little side note, I had a co-worker at work, and he was, we were talking about geocaching. He said he'd like to try it. I showed him the CGO app. Yeah. I gave him a break. Fifteen minutes later, he went down to tell us, bought a phone, came back up, had it installed, <laughs> and him and I went out on, my, on our next break and found two caches. Nice. G, th that sold him on it. He said, I don't have to buy a GPS. I can just use my phone. Yeah. He's just starting out. So he's found three caches and, on the travel And the, the CGO app seems to be pretty awesome on the Android it is. platform. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, 
So you really can't, uh, really can't. I hate that. having to use my GPS because <laughs> it's so boring compared. You know, I feel like a minimalist using it. Well, I used the uh, the other day. Well, when I went out, I did a handful of caches on my lunch hour. I didn't have my GPS with me, and I used my phone. And the only app I have on my phone, well, I have I have the other one. I can't remember what the other, the other, not the regular app, but the other app. We talked about this last month. There was another one that we, uh, not CGO, but anyway, it's like Geocaching Navigator or something. Anyway, I was using the official app, and I went and I did three or four caches. That's the Trimble one, is it? No, Trimble? it's not the Trimble Navigator. It's, it's There's a Neon Geo. I paid four bucks for it. There's no, another one I regret. Not, I've removed it. So. Not Neon Geo, and I don't dare touch my phone and open it up, because we know what happened the last time I did that. Um, anyway... I went out and I used it, and I mean, it worked. I was actually surprised when I did those, those four yeah. caches that day. It worked beautifully. Go back to the office, and uh, it had almost completely drained my battery. That yeah. running that one app, had, I'm sure it took 60% of the, the battery in an hour. Yeah. So I don't know how the how the CGO is on your battery life on your phone. It's, yeah, it uses it up. Yeah. Because so. the screen is on. You're downloading Google Maps. It's updating constantly. The GPS is going. GPS yeah. is going. It's using the towers. I, I, Munzies are bad too. Oh, are they? When, yeah. Between when I, I don't do a lot of Munzieing. Yeah. But when I do, I turn my phone off while I'm driving between them. Oh, okay. The Munzie app because it kills it too. Really? Oh, okay. All right. So I think that covers GSAC. Unless you guys get anything else, so might be something good we can bring up if somebody's doing an event, two hundred one type event. Yes. Today. Yes. And a, a, a some advanced a, stuff. Advanced stuff. Definitely talk about doing. A, a GSAC, the new GSAC with the API. So, yeah. um, so I had two other topics that uh, kind of came up, and I have uh, challenges and challenge caches, along with sort of a, a different kind of topic, which was behind the scenes of hiding caches. And I kind of like to talk a little bit about that, actually, which is we, we all spend a lot of time going out and finding caches. I mean, most, most people that find also have hides. And you go out and you, you, know, you find the peanut butter jar in the tree and you open it up and you sign the log you put it back and you you know if you're on a trail I was doing the Dobson saw a lot of Hillbilly Bob Ziploc containers right and it's, it's you know the same thing you're seeing but I think one of the things that's interesting to, to kind of talk about a little bit is some of the things that you may not think about when you go out and do these big runs or any kind of uh, geocaching where it's not just little micros about all the sort of stuff that, that you do as part of a hide because when you go and hide a cache, there's a lot of things that you have to do that are part of that that are not you might not think of. And I, I made a couple of, of notes about that, like getting the containers ready, putting any swag in it, your logbooks, taping the hooks, any of that kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of wanted to see if you guys had any, any thoughts about the different kinds of things that, that you have to do, that you do when you're preparing caches, whether you're camoing them or, or anything. What do you guys do when, I mean, when you're going to get ready to do some hiding? Go first. Well, mostly now it's just trying to remember to take them with me. I have <laughs> had how many? I've had over 300 caches ready to go for over a year now. Oh. To the point, I I was doing them on my breaks at work. I, I'm sitting there watching him pull <laughs> logs, put them in baggies, tape hangers on his containers. <laughs> well, on a break at work, sitting there talking to me, and I I could. I have boxes full, and I just never think to put them in the, the truck. And the only problem is the size of them. The size, well, yeah, but if you don't like micros, don't look for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the uh, that's my biggest thing. I never have 
the caches that are currently uh, that I've already found in my GPS. Uh, okay. And so knowing if I'm too close to another cache, and so That's I never think of it. Yeah. I, I used to always well, the carry. App yeah, the yeah, app helps. Yeah, the phone. And I mean, there's been a couple caches. I'll used to keep a couple in the truck. I just haven't replaced them because I use them to fix other people's caches. Okay. But uh, if I saw an interesting monument, then I would stop and put one on, or one of my cemeteries that Mark Irene hasn't found yet to continue on that series. <laughs> but uh, that's the basic thing there, just thinking of it, because I'm, I'm not a big cache hider. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I like getting the logs saying we found it. But well, you've done some series. You had the one up by the airport. And you had one by your house. But that was ones I could. I liked hiking. Yeah. And so those were yeah. ones, especially all those were hidden in the winter time. Yeah. So it's nice to read the logs about all the mud and everything <laughs> in the summer. But I can go out for an afternoon, go for a nice hike, you know, four or five kilometers, and hide, you know, ten, fifteen caches. Yeah. Uh, to you know, drive down to Hillsboro to hide one, and then drive up to to Shediac to hide one is not really unless I yeah. see a spot that I really like. Yeah, it's not something I think of. So how about you, Ken? What what goes on for you behind the scenes when you're going to do hides? I have uh, I make most of my logs while I'm at work, <laughs> like probably a lot of people do. Um, it just seems to be. Uh, lots of ink and printers there. Somehow, <laughs> inks, printers, photocopiers. We, we have <laughs> paper. We have a we, we have a big uh, cutting board. Oh yeah, it's yeah. perfect for cutting the micro logs. Remind me to tell you, I moved it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I have a spot in my garage. I have a little, an old dresser that the kids used to have, filled with containers. I've got probably well over two hundred. Wow. I've got probably five six rolls of duct tape on the go. I've got. Uh, Magnets and I got a lot of stuff there. All yeah. my log books or log sheets I got out there, all in baggies, ready to go. And I usually keep three or four in my in my truck, just at, in case. at all times. Yeah. And I've used a couple recently. So I've, I gave one to somebody else who could hide it, so that I could find it later. He said, "I should he said, I should put a cache there." I said, "You should." Here it is, and I threw it at him. <laughs> so he hid it. Well, it's funny you'd say that because the uh, the cache you gave me. When we were up in the Bathurst area, we yeah. hung in the cemetery. Did you get listed yet? I still haven't listed it yet. Get listed. I need another phone. <laughs> Hurry up. I don't remember what day it was I found it. Yeah, I have the. Uh, I still have the coordinates sitting there, and and, and uh, they were on my GPS. I actually updated my GPS. You might have got muffled before you listed it. Yeah, you never know. So, but that's that's what I have at home. So I got lots of duct tape and knives and stuff that I do. So do you have a lot spray of paint? A lot of uh, spray paint. Do you have? Yeah, a, okay. Are you mostly micros? Or you have some regulars? No, or? I'm usually. Micros to smalls to some regulars. Okay. I got a lot of peanut butter jars, Ziploc containers, lock and locks. Oh, I got 20, 20 some tobacco, uh, the white plastic ones yeah. given to me. Yeah. And I either duct tape them or I paint them. Okay. White's good in the winter. There we go. That's the one we've been email. waiting for. <laughs> um, unless you hide them in the winter or in the Arctic, the white ones aren't much good. So I, uh, you see them a mile away. So I usually tape them up. All right. Plus I use a, metal wires I hang I wrap it around give it a couple twists and okay then I tape over top of it just to keep from sliding okay tape alone won't work so you put the the wire tape and then 
tape on top of another part of the wire? Is that what you mean? Like No, I put the wire around the container. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I twist, like a twist tie, make it really tight. Okay. Then I fold it up to make a loop on the top. okay. And people can't see me painting <laughs> a picture with my fingers. <laughs> and then I put tape over top of that to keep it from sliding. Okay. It's not so much to keep it on, but it's to keep okay. it from sliding. And it seems to work. They last. I'd love to be able to afford ammo cans, but... Yeah. And, and finding them is hard to do. Yeah, well, finding a place you can hide an ammo can is a, another issue, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. So. so, so I mean, there's a lot of that. There's, like, preparing the, your containers, making sure you've got a container that's decent, uh, spending the time to, well, like what you're talking about, painting and taping and putting hangers on it and then stuffing the logs in it. I mean, you, it doesn't sound like it's a lot to do, but if you... If you want to have a lot of hides, or if you're working on a large series, you know that you got to spend a considerable amount of time doing that. Um, and then there, there's things like trying to find a place to hide a cache, you know, because depending on the area you live in. I mean, here in Moncton, you know, we we we've been seeing a lot of caches pop up, which is kind of nice. Uh, but you have to be creative in, in where you hide your caches because it's it's hit and miss. There's a lot of spots that are. They're already taken up by caches. So. I, I know of spots. I could go out tomorrow and hide 30 caches Yeah. within 10 kilometers of my house. Easily. But they're all going to be just drive down a road and walk in the woods and get it. And I'm thinking, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But then again, everybody else around is saying, go do it, go do it, so I can find them. <laughs> but to me, it's the, not that it's boring or anything, but I want to do better. Yeah. But I think if it was me and you hid them, I'd be happy that I could go find those 30 caches. So I'm thinking, why don't I just go stick them, hang them all on a tree like the rest of them are, and people have caches to go find. So I may go do that. Then archive them three months from now and relist them. <laughs> all, all, all the excursion, seafood excursion caches are being archived. Yeah, I saw that. Are they really? All yeah. of them, yeah. They're all going to go. Which doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I'm only going to find the ones that I'm going to be near. I don't, yeah. I don't care if they're gone. The other um, ones. I've been kind of saving one down by Fundy for when I'm camping down there to keep my streak going. So oh, really? I walked right by it last time I was there, but <laughs> I left it. But you're going in a I couple weeks, right? Probably PEI. <laughs> Oh, okay, because they're being archived <laughs> mid-October, I believe, Jacques said. Yeah, that's what Tiger Tracker had put yeah. on the so. comment there for the excursion caches. But yeah, so maybe I will go out and hide some caches. Yeah, I mean... Not necessarily if, tomorrow. If you if you have a spot... Well, I think we were talking there a little bit on, on the scribbles there about the fact there's some spots, because I know of one air spot in the city that I thought, you know, there's a if there was a road, and I'm like, yeah, there'd be tons of spots that I could hide a big long stretch of caches, but it is. It is the same thing you're talking about, just going down a road, you know, going 160 meters, put in a cache, drive another I usually, 200. I go, another, I go two now. Yeah, usually that's what I'm, I'm I usually like to do 200 meters. Three is even better, because then nobody can go in between, but you're getting the max distance, really. Yeah. yeah. If it, you depends want to, on, it also depends on how much room you have and how many you want to hide, too. Yeah. Um, but then there's other things like Worrying about, not worrying, I shouldn't say, but creating the listings. Uh, Lately, you know, getting them published. <laughs> getting them published. I, well, that, I had that in your reviewer issues. I mean, we talked about that last month, having problems caches getting listed. But, you know, like just putting a cache listing. I mean, if, if you're doing a series like that where you've got a dozen caches along one long road, what do you call them? Do you, you know, do you just say, cache A, here's a cache, and that's it? You know, do you be a little bit cr more creative in what you put in your listing, or do you just, do you care? I mean, well, I mean, I, my solution, I, where 
bunch I put in up north of Sussex there in the back roads. Yeah. I opened up the dictionary. And I put oh. my I I just bit randomly opened up pages and put my finger. I in remember it. you telling me that. Hey, that's and a neat idea. Was, that's all I did. I mean, there was. Uh, Better be an appropriate dictionary. <laughs> Jujitsu was one, and I yeah. forget. I, yeah. And that's all it was. I just went through the dictionary, randomly that's opened a page idea. and picking out. The I could piss people off and put twenty on the road and call them all cash. <laughs> I thought about doing this. That and then the listing cash yeah. and the hint cash. <laughs> we'll do a search for geocache. That single word? Yeah. I mean, all yeah. the first geocaches, that's all they were called was geocache. Well, look at, and if anybody here, and you've looked at it, and you've probably looked at the Munzees. Yeah. It's funny, like, Will and I have got Munzee in the name of at least three quarters of them. Yeah. This Munzee, that Munzee, right? Or a play on the word Munzee. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to make sure people know it's a Munzee, but yeah. they're not going to get that confused with the geocache. Yeah. <laughs> Although there are some out in 35 millimeter containers that are Munzees and not caches. Yeah, well, I, I got one the other day that was... Uh, you open it up and, yeah. and the Munzee's inside. Yeah. It seems to work good because some of the ones we've taped on places, Yeah. water gets in behind the tape and ruins it. Wow. Plus, Zonker to put up crappy ones. <laughs> Call him out there now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Rep. Well, i got to be good to Zonker. He still has my ticket for the NFL <laughs> football game. He not uh, give it to me yet. Oh, you don't want to leave it. Maybe not, no. Uh, and I had a couple of... Well, you were talking about, you said, reviewer issues. Yeah, trouble, yeah my event that I listed on September the 9th. I sent the listing in. It's a very basic event for the town of Riverview. Just come on up, and they're advertising it in the fall festival for new people. Come out and learn about it. It's just that. Okay. And there's going to be a poker run where you go to five places, get a card, come back to win a prize with the best poker hand. It's very, very basic. There's nothing in there with any issues. I put two reviewer notes on it. No answer. I had to go to appeals. Didn't get an answer from appeals, but my cash got published when I walked in your house here tonight, I looked, and there's my cash published. Hmm. Coincidence, or I don't know. But wow. I, I didn't even get an answer from appeal. Twelve days to get an event published wow, that's, is a bit much. That is, well, that's, the standard time is supposed to be it's three days. Three days, it? yeah. So that's four times the regular amount yeah. of time. And I paid my $30. I should have my, if they have issues with reviewers, then maybe they should be looking into it. Yeah. I but a lot of people are waiting eight days. I've heard people waiting up to eight days for an event. Really? Sackville ones, the Critters and Pauls, they were they were listed for eight days before they finally got published. Then some, I saw somebody, I think it was uh, VP Bad got his um, published within hours. Really? So maybe it's just hit or miss with them, but that seems. I weird. counted the other day, and since I hit mine on the ninth, this was two days ago. There was thirty-one caches published in New Brunswick that had a later hiding date or listed date. Any of the, were, were any of them events? No. Just regular caches? No. Yeah, well, I don't know when the breakfast events were published, but they came out before me, and there was, another, I think, another event. But then there was caches. 31 listings were published with a later date than mine. Mine was September 9th, so I listed it. Hmm. So I'm just running. I was concerned that it was lost somewhere in cyberspace, right? But you didn't check the little box to say. Oh, that. I did. I made sure. <laughs> when but you anyway. said that, that's what I thought. Maybe you know. So I'm I'm hoping that it's just a one-time thing to get back on track, or maybe this is going to be the norm now. We have to wait a week for everything. Well, I think if we have to wait a week to get caches, then maybe it's time that they reconsider having a reviewer for this end of the country, somebody to cover Atlantic Canada specifically. Yeah, because they're in Ontario to, right now, as opposed to somebody in Ontario doing it. So, so you can become a, a reviewer. Uh, that won't happen. <laughs> They don't take people who ask, supposedly. Yeah, well, that's why you don't ask. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd want it either. Oh. 
So the uh, yeah. last topic of the month, I, I actually combined them together because they both use the same freaking word, so why not? Um, had to do specifically with ground speaks challenges um, and also challenge caches because I know that uh, there was a, a post that had come up on Cache Up New Brunswick about the challenge caches, specifically the consecutive day caches because, you know, with the uh, mom pause 100 day and then I think Jim's got a 200 and a 150. Is that what it said? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was some talk about, you know, challenges and that kind of thing. So um, why don't we hit up about the the actual challenge caches, traditional tra- challenge caches like the ones that we've been seeing. Uh, what do you guys think about challenge caches? What are your... Okay, you mean like consecutive day or fine? Consecutive day, 3,000 fines. I have absolutely no issue with them if the person listening to them has done it. Yeah. Prove it can be done. And challenge other people to do what you did, no issue at all. But you can't just throw out a challenge to throw out a challenge, because where does it stop? And it's not the person or, or anything, that's just my thing. You want to put out a challenge? If you've done it, put it out. Yeah. If you haven't done it, it, doesn't, it, it seems kind of stupid to me. That's just my opinion. I have no problem with it. So, And I know you've done some of the ones in Moncton? Like you've gone out and met the challenge, you've accomplished the challenge. A uh, bomb popped out four, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I got all four of theirs, and I got Jim's one fifty, and I'm nine days away from two hundred. <laughs> I'm at one ninety one right now. Wow! But Jim also had a three uh, three hundred and a three sixty five in the queue. His three sixty five actually got published. His one fifty and three hundred did not because they were too close to a puzzle. Okay. So he had to fix them. He ch- so. While he was waiting, he changed his 365 to the 150. So okay. he had 150 and 200, waiting for the 365. But so many people screamed and shouted about it, me being one of them, of course, um, saying, wow, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, he decided to just not bother because he didn't want to think, am I correct? Yeah, he just felt it was a little bit too much. And he didn't want people to think bad of him. And nobody thinks bad of Jim no, at no, all. Jim's a great guy. And nobody thought bad of a challenge cast. It was just that, where do you stop? Yeah. You can just keep throwing them out. Okay, now two years. Now four years. Right? I think Team Alamo was up to 416 days in a row or something. No, oh, they're not Alamo anymore. Alamogel. Oh. Alamogel. They're up to 400 and some days in a row. Averaging 40 a day. But anyway, they're crazy. <laughs> but I, I had no problem with a challenge cast. Tiger Trackers, 1,000, 2,000, yeah. 4,000. He's found 4,000 caches. And he's saying, I did it, can you? And I have no issue with that. When, you, when you've done it, you can find this one. Some people think it's a little bit elitist. Jim could put one out. Is Jim 15,000 yet? I don't know. He's at least 13. <laughs> he could put one out and say, you can't log it till you get 13,000 caches. He could. No one's stopping him. What about you, Jeff? And you, What's your take on the... Challenges. Basically, Ken and I have talked, and I think he stole all my ideas, because <laughs> he usually doesn't have any... You should have learned to talk before me, because I don't stop talking. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, based, that's the way, reading the guidelines, that's the way I actually thought it was, the way Ken's describing it, that you actually had to do it yourself. Yes, reading list it. Yeah, but now reading the guidelines, reading it, you have to prove it can be done. Doesn't uh, mean you have to prove it yourself. So, if somebody else... Someone else did it. Okay. I mean, so... Uh, yeah, but base, that's the way I've always felt about it. I've even had a <clears throat> excuse me, had a nasty one in mind that I know very few people around here could actually achieve. And 
you know, I'm still mulling it over, just putting it out more as a as a statement on on the whole thing. Ah, okay, okay. Well, now, go ahead. Well, do what I think in the, in a, with the challenge content, and that's just my opinion again. Like Ma and Pa with their micrologics, they know a lot of people aren't going to find them. They put them in crappy spots. They put them in fields yep. by the airport. They put them in places, you know, insignificant behind a store here and there. Yeah. And he said they're going to be crappy micros in boring spots. The challenge is doing the logic for people who yes. like the logic. And I'm going to put them in places where you can't put a nice cache anywhere. Yep. I understand Paul's yep. logic with that, right? So if you're going to do a cache that is really hard and no one's going to find it, don't put it at the base of a beautiful waterfall in a park yeah. where no one's going to be able to get the cache and the view. So put it out in behind the dump, you know, something like that. So then I guess the question I would ask, are you kidding me? i got to put in a code to check my time here? I guess so. It's your phone. <laughs> I can't type upside down here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good here. Um, what I was going to say is the the next thing that kind of comes up, and this is kind of a little bit of a lead into the the new challenges, which is the the whole point when when you do the challenges, challenge caches. Yes. Let's say let, let's say the hundred the hundred day consecutive days. Yeah. All right. So, are you doing the challenge because you want to get the cash? Or because you want to complete the challenge, like what? What do you see as the 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 reason behind doing it? Is it because you want to be able to to accomplish the challenge itself, or is it because you just want that one smiley? Like okay, when Mom and Pa came out with their hundred, how many people, and uh, and there's probably dozens started to do it. I want to do hundred a day. There's a lot. You see people going, got my daily cash, got my daily cash. Yep. Another one from my street. There's dozens of people doing that hundred. They came, and people are saying, oh my God, this is tough. And it is tough. It's hard to do. Hard to remember. And for some people, like Jeff here, it's damn near impossible. <laughs> I'm driving yes. everywhere. I've driven up outside of Shediac and done the, you know, there's logic puzzles. What, <laughs> eight or ten along the road, I've driven up to Shediac, gotten one and said, the other nine will have to wait for another day. <laughs> my Rickroll series, Hillbilly Bob did them all one day at a time. Really? Just so that because of the, the challenge? Yeah. So, a lot of people are saying, this is a lot of work. This is a challenge to do. This is, this, and they're having fun. A lot of people are having fun watching each other, making sure you can do it. But then when he came out with the 150, 200 people go, oh, I have to keep going. And that's what I thought. Oh, I want to keep going, but I don't know if I want to keep going. You want to keep going because the challenge has been issued. Exactly. But you don't because now, at least with the consecutive day, I know becoming, how tough it's going to be. Yes, it's, it's something different. I want to go out. For the day and find ten caches around Moncton, I can't anymore. Yeah. I haven't been able to do that since March. <laughs> and it's what you what did you say? Nine days away? Or? I'm nine days away. <laughs> now, what's going to happen when I get two hundred? You're gonna you're gonna no some no there is a two hundred out there. Yeah, I'll go find it. When's the next one going to come out after I quit? Now, yeah, I'm going to so. skip this day. Oh, good, I'm putting that one for two o two. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's bugging me. How long do I go? I guess it's going to have to be my own choice. And if somebody else does it, then I get mad at them and then move on. <laughs> because I know there's evil people out there that live in Sackville that would do something like that. You evil, know, short. Well, I'm the one Yeah, that, short, little evil I, I had made the suggestion, you know. That oh, you when, mentioned it. Well, yeah. I had said that, you know, after people did 180 to put out, and they dropped off a couple of days, hadn't bothered them to put out 180. But it's funny because I... 
just randomly noticed, wow, I've cashed the last 14 days in a row. I'm going to keep going. So I did that, and I was mentioning it. Yeah. And then a, a few other people said, oh, I'm going to try it. And then all of a sudden that thing came out. Now everybody's doing it. Yeah. And I figured, oh, I'm going to go I'm going to go 181, so I beat Matt, and I'll have the record. <laughs> and now I know that I'm not, no matter how far I go, someone's going to beat me. There's well, always going to be somebody. There, well, there already is people that have gone have gone more. So yeah. Not here necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, well, Ma and Pa said that they're going to be hard-pressed to, to keep their streak going on their cruise in January. Oh, that's true. Because they're going to be on the boat for over a day, one day. So uh, he doesn't think. So after the cruise, they're going to try to do 365. Oh, really? That's what he told me. Wow. So I mean, why, why should I even bother? So, uh, so coming back then, do you think that? I guess what I was trying to get at is the idea that with with the new geocaching challenges that they've issued, which is supposed to, you know, part of it is replacing virtuals. It's the idea that you're you're issuing a challenge to do something. Like I guess you know. Uh, take a picture or perform an action. That's the memo can on your head. So yeah, well, yeah, whatever it might be, and and we can talk about the the ridiculousness of some of the challenges. Oh, I'm not but um, something like these, like the hundred day the hundred day caches, you could create a challenge that is find a cache a day for a hundred days, right? Without yeah. a physical container at the end. Would you see that as the same thing? Because it is actually the same thing. It's just. The, your yeah. reward, I guess, at the end is the fact there's an actual container. But the only reason why the container exists is because you couldn't previously challenge someone to do that without having a physical container. But now you can. One thing that, if something like that actually counted on your stats as a smiley, then you would be able to put out challenge caches without having to take up space in the real world. So, but challenges... That's what they are. That's the same. That's what I'm getting at. The challenges, the geocaching challenges that they have now. Yeah. I mean, they are. They're a separate statistic. Yeah. They're not a find because you're not necessarily finding a container like you would with a challenge cache. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I'm getting at with with the the idea with the new challenges is that one of the things I had read Jeremy Irish say when they were talking about the release of the new challenges was the fact that, and this I mean, this is just you know paraphrasing from what I remember. He was saying he didn't like the idea of challenge caches at all. He thought they were an awful idea. Because the, the result, the container, has got the, the, the container and the location, the container only exists so that you can list the challenge. That's the only reason why you're trying to issue a challenge to somebody. Oh, can you get a thousand fines? Can you do one a day? Can you do however many? The only way to be able to challenge people to do that was by listing this challenge cache. But the actual location where you're container is, it's got nothing to do with, with the challenge itself. So by removing the container from the equation, you could still continue to challenge other geocachers to do something, but you wouldn't be taking up space with a physical container, and the container, well, there would be no container. But it's not, it's not geocaching. If, there's, if it doesn't, if you don't have to sign a log, and you don't get recognition on the website, it's not a geocache. But that's that's what I'm getting at. I think that's what they're talking about. In yeah. fact, the challenges are not challenges are not a geocache. It's exactly. another it's another piece to it. Just like with virtuals, though. But virtuals were different. Virtuals for 99.9 percent of them, you had to go to a spot, and it was usually something interesting. I still enjoy doing virtuals oh, I love down them. the state. Yeah, you needed and the you, GPS to do it. Hmm? You needed the GPS to do it. Well, virtual. you needed the GPS. You go, you find the monument, you count the number of stars on the monument, or you take your picture, 
at the jet fighter plane, yeah. or you you did what? something when you were there, and then you get that cute little ghost icon with it. <laughs> and but with challenges, they're yeah challenge they're you have the little line underneath that says you completed this many challenges. Big hairy deal. Uh, that's my so, take on them. So. They, how, they don't it, replace virtuals. How how would you have replaced virtuals without causing the issues that have happened in the past? I would have a special reviewer doing them, just like they had for Earth Caches. I would set the rules that information needs to be retrieved from that site, from that location. And, I'm sorry, guys, you need to have a picture taken of yourself there. So a picture and some other kind of... picture uh, and some other information. All right. The, uh, and, like I said, a special reviewer that knows the special procedures, everything that's required for a virtual cache. So, but I guess the question comes back to then, and I wasn't around prior to the virtuals being taken out, so I don't know necessarily a lot of the specific details, but my understanding is that the reason they were taken out was because there were so many people listing crap virtuals, like which we eventually became Waymark, so now you had virtuals at Tim Hortons and McDonald's and all of that kind of stuff. So how do you avoid that? Like he said, well, uh, you have a special set of requirements and a special reviewer to do it. Maybe a tourism significance, a historical significance, uh, a land... Uh, what, what, what do you want to call it? A landscape significance, like a waterfall, even though you could well, no, Earth Cache, well, depending on the yeah, setup, yeah. an Earth Cache might be there, but a virtual like that. To get into, people were confusing the virtuals with locationless. Locationless just went insane. Find yeah. a, you know, a yellow Volkswagen or a yellow <laughs> Jeep, find a Tim Hortons. Yeah. And that's the way virtuals started to go, is the way of. Well, the, the new challenges are more like locationless than they are. A lot of, well, so that's what they, and, but they don't count for, and they don't count for anything. So. Then what about that? What if they turned around and made the challenges part of your find stats? Then you could just you could pump your numbers, but the numbers don't would, matter. But that's what I'm saying, though. So if, if, if numbers if, matter, if, if the challenges if the challenges that they have now, if all of those were all of a sudden incorporated as part of your geocache total finds, you could pad your numbers with tons of crap, and therefore your numbers wouldn't actually mean anything. But so that's where the guidelines with the reviewers. That only do the virtuals, virtuals or so whatever. Second Earth Cache is just that one guy. Yeah, now that that is absolutely true. I mean, it was toted all along that this was going to this was the new virtual. It doesn't replace the virtual. It's I I, I don't see it as a, re a replacement for virtuals because I'm kind of on the fence on both sides. I get what you're saying in the fact that because the thing that actually had occurred to me was to create a virtual type, which like the historical cache. Where it's you know a monument or a, a historical cape, something like that, where you take a picture, give me something off the plaque, whatever it was, and, and that kind of thing, or something similar to the same thing. I, I think the idea that what they were trying to do is that when you go to virtuals now, the whole point when you typically go to a virtual is go somewhere and do something, and that's what they they keep touting with the challenges: go somewhere and do something, and really, or go somewhere and find something or do a particular task. You go to this tower and find this plaque. Go to this tower and do that. And that's kind of what they've done with challenges. But I think, I think for what you're saying, it's, it's true. There, there's this flack back because they, 
they really pushed the idea, oh, well, this is replacing virtual. Well, so, and that's and what it, they were... It's kind of, but not really, and it's... That's, they've been toting, toting it for, I want to say, a year. We're oh, bringing virtual, We're working to bring virtuals back. That's what, and I can't say it's a quote, but it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah I think I, I th- you're probably pretty close. And so I was expecting, you know, we're taking you to some place that is really neat. We like to put a cache here, but we're unable to put a cache, so it's a virtual. As opposed to what we now have. You could have them inside buildings. Yeah, inside yeah. Disney World. You could yeah. have them, in, you know. Anywhere. But you don't need a GPS to have a picture of you kissing a frog, or a picture of you with a deer at City Hall, yeah, or an ammo can on your head. Pick up litter. Pick <laughs> up ten pieces of litter. That's yes, a it's a challenge. That's not a geocaching challenge. You don't need a GPS. To and how, how many... See, I haven't looked. Is there a lot of those? I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay attention to I've looked at that many, and I've said, God, these are all garbage. I don't want to do them. Not you, that they're garbage. Yeah. They're things I'm not interested in doing. Do you think that it would get better over time as that, as the, the I don't want to call it the, you know, the, the new car smell or whatever you want to term you want to use to say that they're new now, people are trying to figure out. Do you think that it's going to improve or do you think that this is going to go the way we Maybe the people that don't like it, like, like Jeff and I, maybe we should go out and make one in a way that we think they should be. To have more examples out there of good ones. Take your GPS, go here, I want you to get this and get that. But the problem is, people still aren't going to do it because it doesn't count. It doesn't count as a geocache. As exactly. But it's not a geocache. No. <laughs> so I could go go back to waymarking, go to Munzee, go to open caching, whatever. It's still not going to count in your geocaching fine. They're not going to convince a lot of geocachers to embrace the challenges. Except for the people who are really competitive... I know there's some cashers around here that are super competitive, and they're going out and getting these challenges. But I know other competitive ones. I don't want to say names, but yeah, I mean we were. I've got zero, and I'm going to probably yeah, stay. I'll probably zero. stick with zero unless I walk by City Hall and get my picture taken with a deer. But uh, I'm still not. Gonna we were driving over to PEI last week, last week to bike the Confederation Trail, and there was some of the because. Things get confusing because you have your challenge caches and the challenges. challenges yeah, that's and I the said there's six challenge caches, uh, five that we can log right now. We'll log the six because the sixth one was we had to have 365 days of the calendar. So we logged them all. We signed the logs of all six. We were able to log five now. But he on the way there said, "Do you really want to do these challenge caches? Because they don't count for anything." I said, "Well, and he's a." high numbers person, and but he had no interest in doing them. And he's a highly competitive person. No interest in doing so, them until I explain, well, no, these are the puzzle type. Oh, like versus the, the, the versus challenge. The challenge. And okay. so then it was, okay, let's do okay. this. So do you think if a, a challenge if a challenge was issued that involves geocaching that was interesting to you, would you do it despite the fact that it doesn't count as a find? Because maybe there's no container. Maybe there's no physical container, but it's geocaching related. It's something you have to navigate to or find, but there's no container. Very much very much like a virtual would have been, but it's something new. Would I, you, would you embrace a, that, okay. or would you say, you know, no, thank you, I'm not interested? How about a geocache? It's a puzzle okay, that you can only find by doing a challenge. That's a neat idea. 
The only way to the do challenge it, cash, then you have to do, do a challenge. Do, so you, the challenge is go here and get this information. So you get that challenge completed. Now you have the information to find that cash, which is a puzzle. The only way to get the information is to do the challenge. Which is, would they allow that? Oh, I would have. I would think that they would. Yeah. I would think because there's, it's no different than going on Google to get information, or or anything else, so or doing a MicroLogic. So you're you're listing a challenge. You're listing a puzzle cache that requires you to do a challenge. Yes, and, and on the, the listing, I'll say, when, if you complete this challenge, you'll have the information you need. If you don't, there's no other way to get it. There might already be some out there. So that would that would then get you. To that would get me to do. But I still might not log the challenge. I might do it. But I might not. Go, I might do it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go and log that I did it. Because because I, you're anti-challenge, or just because you don't care. I I might do it, but I, I yeah, I just don't care about them because whether I log it or not, it's irrelevant because it's a number that doesn't matter to me. Just like first defines, I'm never going to look them up, and it doesn't matter to me. Okay, Jeff, what about you? Well, mostly I won't know that they're there. I mean, they don't come on the GC.com site. You have to go on your. Well, they do. I don't know how to find the stats. I tried it. Once. I see it, but I don't know where to go and look. Yeah. It. You have to type in a city. How yeah. dumb is that? If you can't just say, "Show me all within 200 miles of here." Yeah. If I'm someplace and I'm looking for caches, I'm looking at my GPS. I'm not opening up the challenges app on my Android phone. Is there a challenges yeah. app? I have one yeah. for my iPhone. It's a separate app. You have to use a separate yeah. app. You can't use the. I didn't CTO. even know there was one. That's how much I'm into it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So who's gonna? As a geocacher, who's going to take the time to do that? Unless I create a challenge that you have to do to get the coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> so chances are I'm not even going to know it's there. Because you're not, you're I'm not focused on the geocache. I'm focused the on challenge. the geocache. Yeah. So but I like your idea, the idea of listing a puzzle cache that requires you to do a challenge. Yeah. And you could make a condition of that that the challenge has to be completed. Well, like that's, you actually, you have well that's an additional logging requirement. You could make it a challenge cache. <laughs> <laughs> a challenge cache that you have to do a challenge to get the information completed. You have to perform yeah, the, a double challenge. Do a challenge cache, which is you have to have completed one challenge <laughs> in order to find the container. <laughs> Seems like it's a little, a little overkill, especially on the word challenge. It's a little bit much. So. Yeah, but I mean, a, a puzzle cache like that is just like a normal puzzle cache, though. Yes, it Except is. The information you have to get is not published on that cache page; it's published in the challenge. In the challenge. So the and that might be a way to get around some of these business caches, where you can't go to a business and support a business. I think. Yeah. Maybe the challenge would make you go to these to your dad's business. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> it's still a G or still a GC.com policy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, unless they're making money from it, you can't promote anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm just saying you know to find a way to get around it. It's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. Or you have to go find an open cache that's got the coordinates for the geocache. Yeah, that, oh, that, that would go bad. over badly. <laughs> There's a couple like that. A couple puzzles like that. Oh, is it really? They're not solvable unless you go on open caching. They're not in Moncton, but they're in well, the uh, Yeah, I, I wouldn't think those would be allowed. They don't say on the geocache. Oh, you of course they would. Because I've been working on one puzzle and... It was but if you go to its, its counterpart on open caching, the exact same cache, solvable. Really? Yeah. So we're probably giving away information on someone's puzzle. <laughs> we're, we're sorry to the uh, cache owner because there's only a few people, Zora included, that have listed open a uh, geo open. Yeah, I, I I uploaded a bunch. I get hits on a few very rarely, like yes. once in a while. The ACJ ones, uh, Jim here was saying that he gets hits on them 
slowly, but they yeah. trickle in. People are doing them. Yeah, right. once once in a while, and I just like it, the the emails you get. I don't even think it includes what the log is. Just says well, people are doing them as geocaches. Yeah, and, and as a side note, logging them as an open cache. Yeah, they're not, not open caching. They're geocaching as, as, yeah. as a primary function of yeah. No. Yeah, that, that's kind of gone nowhere. But the challenges, <laughs> like I said, they're some of them are cool. Most of them are crap. Most of what they have that I've seen anyway. I haven't really looked at a lot. I know, I know. There's is there any more in Moncton besides? There's two in the local area. There's the Deer one at City Hall. Yeah. And there's one Shediac. Yeah. Something about the lobster. But I know St. John and oh, Fredericton have have, uh, have put a, a, a bunch out. Yeah, I knew Fredericton. And they're fine. And the people down there are finding them. I think it's probably a community thing, too, depending on the area, because some people might be really into, like the, the local regional community might be really into certain types of challenges, and you could do that. So that's, I, I think, I think there's possibilities there, but I do think that it's going to take, well, it'd be interesting to readdress this, this exact topic in a year from now to see where, if it's gone and how. I'm trying how to remember it, that. Yes, yeah, you know, see if it's actually changed, if anything is different, or if it, if it's gone the way of like, I got myself or, thinking now. I got, <laughs> I got some roads. I got some containers, and try a challenge. So, uh, any uh, anything else on challenges that we uh, you guys want to talk about? No, I think we, we expressed our dislike of. <laughs> and it's not like I, it's not so much a dislike as the fact that I'm a geocacher. And when I find a cache, I like to watch my number go up one, go up one. It's not about the numbers to win. It's about my numbers. For me, my my thing. My Knowing goals, that right? you have found X yeah, amount of exactly. containers. I'm not out there to beat anybody, but if I pass somebody, I might rub. Like I passed you, I might rub yeah. it in. Don't right. rub me in. You passed me, you didn't rub it in. Nope. So you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, since you know, we're I think we're kind of done on challenges. I, something actually you had mentioned earlier, Ken, about uh, some people talking about power trails. We were talking about this before Jeff came here about uh, being able to get. Over a thousand caches in a day. Yes, let's do a and, quick and little talk. We have Jeff, Jeff, here. Jeff here has been on to some of these uh, massive power trails <laughs> in the uh, United States where that's done. Because uh, there's, there's so conversation on the Facebook page, uh, Fredericton Facebook page about uh, somebody saying someone found 900 a day. I call you know shenanigans yes. on it, and how can it be done? And there's videos out now on YouTube showing people doing it. Yeah. Not the whole day, but a certain period. Yeah. And Jeff and I went out today caching, and we talked about it. And I wanted to give him a chance to explain what him and Mark did, so that people know that yes, this is some of these numbers are very, very possible. So Jeff, explain ET Highway and what you guys did. Well, basically, ET Highway was Mark and my Mark Irene and myself. Uh, all the caches, most of them are within 20 meters of the road. Okay. This is the old ET highway. This is the old ET highway. The new highway sorry. is different, so sorry. Yeah, I, I haven't been there yet. It's on yeah, the radar. It? <laughs> that and Route 66, they're both on the radar. The, uh, but at the time, uh, you could see all the cash. Well, you couldn't always see the cash from the car. You could always see the person finding the cash. Sometimes it was a berm. Okay. And it would be behind the... A lot of them were piles of rocks. I don't know where they found all these piles <laughs> of rocks because... You have desert with sand, and you have this pile of rocks. <laughs> and so... Uh, That's because no rocks goes around in piles. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you drive drive the 161 meters. One person driving. Uh, there's just the two of us, so one person be driving. The other one hop out. Uh, there, there's no baggies because it's drier, wow. even though we had a thunderstorm while we were there. <laughs> uh, 
pull it out. We had stickers, so we put it right on the log. I know I've seen some of the listings, and you know, you did see some people putting stickers on the outside of the container, on the uh, was that a mile marker on the mile marker. Okay. All of ours went right on to the the log book themselves. Okay. Uh, some people actually had stamps on the logs. Okay. Uh, as for a thousand in a day, I can easily see it, especially if you had four people, uh, one person driving, one calling out the distance, and two runners. Yeah. Uh, in our first day, the t day we found the most was 531, and we did more than just ET. We did a couple offshoots okay. where we actually had to walk 100 meters, uh, Buddy Holly's cars. Anyway, there was a couple... <laughs> Cars. I don't know how they got that far off the road on these bends, <laughs> but they were burned out cars. Uh, 531, we left Las Vegas at, I think it was around 6 in the morning. Okay. And so we drove out to the ET Highway, which is a good, I think it was an hour, so okay. 7. We stopped at the gas station, got some food, gassed up again. We drove, we started cashing right there, uh, stopped, turned around, got gas, Continue back because you have to go right to the beginning of the trail again to get gas. There's nothing in between. Uh, okay. No gas anyway. Drove out and right at midnight, midnight I made a special note and at that time we found 531. There was wow. no putting it on the the uh, container or anything for it. All ours went right on the log. Okay. We even stopped into the what's it called the there? Lily the Lillian Inn. Uh, so I mean. To me, a thousand, especially four people in a jeep. I mean, we were in a we were in a convertible Mustang, so we could <laughs> jeep pull with off no the doors. Road. Jeep with no doors, people jumping out, and you could see where some people drove right up to the caches at each one. Yeah. I mean, to me, a thousand starting at midnight, ending at midnight, is is obtainable. Uh, with the, I don't know how many people use the the Garmin the field notes. Uh, if you log a cache, it's Tell it takes the time that you yes. logged it, yeah. including the seconds. Yeah. If you, oh no, sorry, it doesn't take the seconds, but it takes the minutes. If you upload your field notes to GC.com, it actually vets them. If you have two logged in the same minute, it'll reach, it'll toss one and won't even tell you. So I've made a habit when we're doing these power trails to check the top. It's just a text file. Go down, check them. None of them have the same time. Okay. Because you actually get there. I had. Two caches logged in the same minute. Really? And this was, I mean, we're in a convertible. I wasn't hopping over the door or anything. We yeah. were opening the door. Driving. One of them you might have logged when you got back to the car, and the other one you and may have found before you got and out. And then sometimes it has, especially yeah. if you're driving. I mean, the, yeah. you see the guy found it. Okay, I'm logging. You're getting to the next one. You already see the pile of rocks there. Okay, logging. Yeah. And it got to the point, sometimes you had a backlog of times where... I'd have to change this one to 17, this one to 18, this one to 19, this one to 20, and now you're into the next bunch yeah. that you have to renumber those ones wow. again really? before you could upload them to GC.com. Hmm. I mean, so to me, a thousand is easily obtainable. On the old highway, I'm told that this one, they're further they're off. 50 meters off, but unless you want to talk about this, but it's also been said, and is well known fact, that you can leapfrog them, or three card Monty, some people are calling it. You grab the first one, you put a new replacement there. Yeah. You sign the log on the way, and you're just swapping. So you run out, you drop this film thinner, grab that one, sign it in the car. And if you've got three, you've got to have three guys signing them and yeah. just keep rotating. So you're just through. changing the container over uh, and over. Yeah. Over. You're just swapping containers out. The, uh, the ultimate throwdown trick for Paul. <laughs>
Well, it's wow. not really throw down because you're actually finding the cache, and yeah. the cache is going back yeah. in the same spot. And it's yeah. the exact same container, and they also have on their cache pages, print this, this is the log we want you to use if you're replacing it. Yeah. And it's oh, their yeah. official log. Yeah, the ET Highway actually has its own website. Oh, really? And you can go there, and they give all the information, the film canisters, you know, where you can get them, all that, the official uh, logs to print out, and they really? suggest you take several with you. So that you... And you so you literally take, what, empty caches, stick these in there, and then start swapping them as you go? Well, we never did that. No, but some that's people what they're doing. That's so what they're doing. So they're grabbing the old one, and, and you're, just, you're bumping them ahead one or two or three caches. So uh, you're okay. taking your signing time and opening cache time. And doing it in the car. And doing it in the car instead of at the cache So time. the only one you'd actually do real would be, the you'd replace the very first cache, and then at the very end. Even that one's not real. You signed yeah. the other way there. Yeah, that's true. Wow. But you're finding a thousand film canisters on a road. Yeah. Does it really matter if you're swapping them out or if you stop there and sign the log? At that, at that point, you're, you're doing it to see how many you can get in that time period. Yeah. That's what it's about. And like That's I said, the challenge. <laughs> I said this in a podcast before, and I'll say it again. If that was between here and Fredericton, that, that road, yeah. we'd all have those yeah. thousands oh, yeah, found. Yeah. So we, can't, we're, we might bitch about it because we can't do it. Yeah. More so. And I'd love to do it. And I, th- I think it's cool. I'd, I'd go do it. I think it'd be neat. I, I do agree that it would be monotonous. When you and I did the stud mill road, I get bored. Yeah. Like, you know, you're an hour or two into it. It really is just numbers. Because we, we were doing that one every, every three minutes. As long as we were getting them, it was every three minutes we had a fine. It's just like, another canister, another canister. You get 20 in, and then you can't find that one. And then you spend 10 minutes well, looking for it. PEI, where we do 150, yeah. it's... A lot of similar caches, but each one is different. Each one is unique. Each yeah. one's in a different place, a different tree, different rock, different bridge. Yeah. So I would much rather get that, and I'd much rather log that day than his day. That must have been a fun day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, lots but, of cut and paste. Logs. I mean, the thing there is I enjoy, I love caching in the desert. Yeah. But the thing there is the scenery is beautiful. Yeah. The... You can see the F-14s coming out of Edwards. We have Edwards. Well, they they're out based in Edwards, but the training area yeah. for for the Edwards Air Force Base in Area 51 is right there. Yeah. I mean, we're watching jets doing the. I don't like the sun usually, air conditioning everything, but we had the top down on the Mustang because they were doing dog fights over top <laughs> of us. And next thing you know, down the road a mile, they're going across the road at 500 feet, <laughs> breaking the speed of sound. Wow. I mean, it was insane. I mean, I and I I. Like jets and that's cool. I mean, it was an awesome time. We saw a tarantula, saw a, a scorpion. I mean, that was under yeah. a cache that I picked Those up. Those pile of rocks would get yeah. me nervous. Well, <laughs> this one was actually under a mile sign. Picked oh, up and then it was nighttime, and there's the scorpion underneath. So, I uh, sorry guys, I put that one back as best I could. It might have been <laughs> not quite because <laughs> I wasn't going. I don't know about scorpions whether they can jump or not. <laughs> wow. So you think these records? If people are doing it the way it's being described, are easy to do. I think so. I, the you know, I don't agree with the putting the sticker on the outside of the canister. You have to put it on the lock. Yeah. But I mean, to me, a thousand. You start at midnight, end at midnight with four people in a in a jeep or even a truck with the tailgate down. Yeah. And I a couple mean, tanks of gas. So you a couple tanks stop. of gas, so you don't have to stop. Because yeah. that's I mean, it's a, a long way back, and we went back to get gas at night. And wow. it's open range. You can't so get gas at the Lillian Inn? No. You, you have to... There's no gas there? No. 
Wow. You have to go right back to the beginning or way uh, past the end to, uh, uh, I forget the name of the community. But wow. there's nothing, the, the only thing stored between is the little alien inn. And they have a, I'm trying to even think if they had water and stuff there. I don't, they must have had pop or whatever, but. I, I would assume there was a little community in the store and out there. Oh, no, it's uh, the, I don't there might have been four rooms or five rooms <laughs> at the Little Alien. I was kind of disappointed with the Little Alien in actually. And there's maybe ten houses right there. Wow. And they're the reason it. the trail's back in, eh? Yeah. They, they were making money finally. Hollywood. So yeah. they got after Nevada State, whatever, and got them back on properly, which is really cool. And there's so a nice 18. virtual there. Yes. That uh, that the uh, the monument right at the in front of the Little Alien Inn where they put the time capsule uh, okay. that they put in for when they did uh, Independence Day. Oh, okay. They the had movie. A, the movie. Yeah. They put a time capsule and the uh, virtual there, which wouldn't be a challenge. <laughs> Challenges, challenge, whatever. Well, uh, are we up on our hour? Well, yeah, we're one thirteen. Okay, so, so we're gonna, we're gonna uh, we're gonna finish this up. Then. This up. Yeah. So. Uh, Last thing was just uh, upcoming events, so summer's over, so we're seeing a lot fewer events. Uh, regular breakfast, same old, same old. Uh, Tadagushu's got an event in Bathurst called Bad Thirst. It's a nice little play on Oh, I just, oh, <laughs> Bad Thirst. Well, that's because he's getting married. He's at their first wedding. Ah, he's okay. He's getting hitched. Ah, well, yeah. congrats to him. Yes, for sure. Uh, there's also the uh, end of summer queue. Uh, I believe that's YNDS's event in St. John. And your really St. Stephen's having events too. Yeah, they're, they're having them regularly. Yeah, well, they've got a breakfast there. I think they got a yeah. breakfast, and they got some other things going on, and they get some cross-border caching going yeah. on. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. And my event just got published as we were sitting here, the uh, for the Riverview Town Riverview Harvest Festival. Just uh, a little learning thing for some new people, part of their festival, and uh, poker run and some prizes and stuff like that. So that should be uh, that's at the Riverview Fire Hall. Okay, cool. Which is uh, a nice room. It's Wi-Fi equipped, and uh, so I'm hoping some people like yourself would bring a laptop and sit and explain stuff to some newbies sure, if they show sure. up. Sounds good. That type of thing. And uh, there's cool. a smart board. I've never used one of them. I'm not. I don't know if I'm smart enough to use it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We may turn it into a dumb board by the end of the day. <laughs> so, and I imagine there'll be. Uh, uh, I might do. A, I'll probably do a fall um, bonfire. Probably. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because fall's the best time to have one. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um. Anything to uh, close and wrap up, boys? No, it was great. All I right. talked too much, as usual. <laughs> Jeff talked more than I thought he would. Um, so I guess upcoming topics, things coming up down the pipe. Uh, no idea. I know that the uh, I heard from Milo's heart, so they're working on, or she's working on some stuff for the next contest, the next uh, version of the contest. And they're still working on the Fredericton coin. Yeah, they're still working on the Fredericton coin, so hopefully we'll have some news on that. Um, and as far as the contest is concerned, I, I, as far as I know, I got an email from her that I have to read. Uh, for those that are curious, as far as I know, there's going to be a, a, a lar much larger hiding piece to this contest. I don't know the details. I haven't looked at it, but they're trying to incorporate some Well, if, if, if Ken57 archives all those Cashlinger caches that he's trying to archive, <laughs> they'll actually have room up for it. <laughs> yeah, it. true enough. So. But he's getting a lot of them adopted out. Well, I saw that he was doing some of them, but I think there was there's a... Still, there's still a good chunk of Yeah. Thing. That'll get archived. Yeah. I'm a fan of archiving myself. Yeah. Some cashers should stay. Some cashers should Some cashers should go. I've got no problem. I'm actually going to be doing an archiving of my own. I've got some, my three puzzles. 
asked and tell them. Oh, yeah. They haven't been found since June or July, and yeah, everyone's found them. A lot well, of, I'll open up the area. A lot of those puzzles, that's what happens. People yeah. find them, you get a big buzz for a couple then of months. Then you get the odd person that comes in town that's yeah. traveling and they like to find puzzles. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think I'm just going to let them go. And now with these all these challenges on the go for people consecutive days, I'll make some room. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I should put one out, hide a cash. Every every day for every every day, every day for fifty days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can't no. do cash that people to force people to do something. Yeah, because Zonker wanted to put out one, attend twenty five events and list an event. They told him you can't force people to list an event. So he has his his challenge out. You have to attend twenty five events. Oh, okay, yeah. You can't force people. Just like Paul and Stacy wanted to put out a fifty day slump. You haven't uh, found a they said no. Your cash is promoting inactivity. The opposite. So they they denied him. So now it's just a regular good old cash. All right. I think that yep. sums it up. All right. Well, we'll uh, see you next month. See you next month.